From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. Welcome in everybody to the Brazos Sports Prep Cast. No, I'm not Alex Miller. I'm not Jake Weiss. This is Andrew Tinio that I'll be hosting today. I don't know why we've chosen to do this, but I'm here regardless. To my left, Alex. How are you doing, sir? I'm 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 tired, but uh, you know, uh, I got I got like 11 hours of sleep last night. AM Ooh. football has a new coach. Don't have to be on the search anymore and mm. get to talk some high school football because we got two teams left I'm, I'm jealous with the amount of hours that, that you got to sleep how about you mr jake weiss yeah doing good man yeah i was gonna ask you alex you have 11 hours you have a busy weekend or something yeah something like that oh, okay yeah i was i was too busy watching auburn crumble in the iron bowl yeah don't don't ask you had to bring that up can i can i walk out like, <laughs> the, the podcast to Soon. Well, you hit it around the <laughs> noggin. Then there were two. We've got two teams left from the Brazos Valley that'll be competing for a spot at state in a couple weeks. Talk to me. We're going to head on out to Consol and Franklin are the two teams left. Start, start, let's start with A&M Consolidated. They got Smithson Valley upcoming at 7 p.m. They uh, had a pretty good game against Cedar Park. Talk to me a little bit about um, what you saw from the Tigers last week. Yeah, man. So first off, uh, big shout out to the fans, Consol mm. fans, man. I thought they showed out real well, especially for a Thanksgiving game. I, I think Alex, you and I talked, maybe all three of us, we might have, I talked about this with you guys. Like, I, I didn't know how a crowd would look because, you know, Thanksgiving, people have plans, go see in-laws. But, uh, man, really impressive crowd. I got there like four or five minutes before kickoff, a little later than I would have liked. Uh, but that's because, you know, parking lots were full, stands were full. Man, I was real impressed with that crowd showing. And, uh, boy, did the Tigers, they put on a show for those fans that showed out. Uh, mm-hmm. 16 points came from special teams. Uh, they had a kickoff return by uh, Trey Taylor, second mm-hmm. quarter. Uh, they also had a blocked, uh, well, actually, excuse me, even before Trey Taylor's kickoff return, uh, the play before, Cedar Park goes down, gets a touchdown. You think, okay, well, hey, they got some momentum now. It's 14, uh, you know, it's 14, about to be 14 to 7. Nope. Kick gets blocked by uh, Trace Meadows, uh, Ethan Walton, linebacker, sophomore, picks it up, returns it all the way for a safety, and then on the very next play, Trey Taylor takes it 74 yards on a kickoff return. Man, you're, you're already feeling pretty good. And then uh, starts its third quarter, Consol's next touchdown, Trace Meadows takes it 80 yards for another kickoff return. Mm-hmm. So, man, those big plays, I was real impressed with that. That's a 16-point swing right there, and, man, did they look good. Hey, how about Ethan Walton, too? He, got, uh, he made the newspaper. He did, yeah, <laughs> man. I, I saw this tweet. I like that tweet. Uh, as soon as I saw that quote, he does, like, instant like. Yeah, I don't know what was more impressive last week, Consol's win or Coach Schmidt's bowling skills. I mean, mm-hmm. hidden, you want to talk about hidden talent. I mean, they had a little team outing to Grand Station, it looked like, and my man was probably serving up turkeys on Wednesday at the at the lanes. You showed me that video, Alex, and I I couldn't stop watching it. Like I just kept replaying his part. Like holy cow! Like <laughs> maybe I suck at bowling. I, I, maybe I I should say I know I suck at bowling. You play with the bumpers? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, I haven't oh, gone yeah. bowling in a while, but yeah, I, I definitely would uh, save myself the embarrassment. But uh, no, man, he. He just like launched that, and it was just boom! Like holy cow, man! <laughs> I need to see your number. We need to go sometime. I need to see your number. What your bowling number looks like? Because I, I need to know what range I'm working with here, score wise. Uh, like I said earlier, I'll, I'll go walk out right now uh, <laughs> in the pot. Let, let it be a two man show. Hey, we're reeling it back in, okay? Yeah. Consult. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be facing maybe their toughest opponent yet yeah. this week in Smithson Valley, okay? The Rangers are the real deal. I saw them last yep. week against College Station pull out that five point win in Hutto. 
you know, this is a really stingy defense that just executes well on offense. Kind of sounds uh, similar to what we're seeing from Katsal right mm-hmm. now, right? I mean, when you look at the Rangers, you know, I was so impressed with Brad Sowersby and especially Cade Spradling. He is a huge dude, okay? Like, you want to talk about a matchup to watch? I want to see how Consol's front seven can stop those two guys and how how critical Trace Meadows can play at that linebacker position. He's been so good for them on defense this year. They're going to need him big this week against that really solid running duo. And then out wide, of course, uh, Freddie DeBoz. I I learned last week it's DeBoz, not DeBoz. And uh, Jackson Duffy, you know, they made some big-time catches. You know, uh, College Station wanted to limit the big plays. Smith and Valley got him. Uh, Rylan Walker, he threw three interceptions for the Rangers, but he still got the job done, you know. I was also just really impressed with how the Rangers were able to slow down that College Station offense. Uh, nobody has had an a- had had an answer for the Cougars mm-hmm. all season mm-hmm. until Smithson Valley last week. The way they were able to slow them down and and really just you know control the game and the tempo was very impressive. And just from the looks of things, Consol's offense is just firing on all cylinders. It looks like they've really found a groove it sounds like will is playing with a lot of confidence which is a huge deal for them at quarterback you know we talked all through the second half of the regular season about you know can consol just figure it out on offense we know what they've got on defense can they figure it out on offense and they finally have the defense continues to play at a high level and they're just gonna have to continue putting together these complete games that they want to keep this thing going and you know I don't have any reason to pick against them right now, other than the fact that Smithson Valley is really good, but I still think I'm going to pick Consol this week. I think Jake hit the nail right on the head with the special teams, and now you've got Trey Taylor going on yeah. top of what you already have with Trace Meadows. Now you've got Trey Taylor, was it what now, four or five touchdowns the past two weeks? Because he had a couple against Fullshear, and he had, what do you have, do you have two or three against? Uh, he had two against, uh, he had two last week. He had one, it was a 50-yard screen pass, and then he had the kickoff return yeah. for two, and then, so multiple. Yeah, but we've got we've got both we got two guys now that can that's capable of taking it back to the house, and that's again I've been talking about Consol's special teams for what seems like a month now being the big advantage. Um, but yeah, just wanted to add that the special teams is just another unit that just has been improving all year. So, you know, to me, Consol's got to protect the football. They've got to establish a run game. They've got to limit big plays on defense, and mm-hmm. they've got what it takes. But yet again, they're going to have to play their best game. You know, Jake, you talked with Coach Hill earlier today. What did he have to say, you know, coming into this matchup uh, against Consol? Yeah, so it's funny, Alex. When you first were talking about uh, their two running backs, Smith and Valley's running duo, and then how Trace Meadows in the front seven were really going to have to step up, it's funny. He actually said the exact same thing when I asked him, hey, who are some of the guys on defense that have really stood out to you? He mentioned, man, Consol is a big front seven, and then that linebacker, Trace Meadows, he's a guy you just kind of got to watch for. He's a guy that really sticks out. Uh, offensively, he really pointed to Peyton Bjork. Peyton Bjork was the first guy he mentioned, but he also mentioned a ton of other guys on the offense. I mean, we've talked about all year how Consol is a plethora of playmakers, and he said the same thing. You try to take away one guy, you can't do that against Consol because if you take away one guy, someone else is stepping up. I mean, we've seen Alice Myers do it. He talked about Will Hargett. You know, Will Hargett's improved. Uh, he's throwing the ball real well right now. And I thought the same thing Friday. Will threw the ball real well. Heck, he started the game off with a 31-yard uh, touchdown on Consol's uh, first drive, got him on the scoreboard, got him that lead, and then, you know, they never trailed again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he pretty much just said, you know, it's going to be a fight. It's two good teams. At this stage, we all know it's, g- it's good football teams. 
and it's just another tough game for them in this region. He, he really spoke highly of Region 3, and he said it's just another tough game in the in the Region 3 slate. Well, the winner of this one, they get the winner of Corpus Christi Miller and Brownsville Veterans Memorial next week. Consol singing its first state semifinal appearance since 2005. Mm. Almost 20 years, so... Let's move on over to the other remaining Brass Valley team. It's the Franklin Lions. They'll be down the road in Georgetown facing Lorena, a rematch from earlier this year, as everyone knows. Lorena broke the streak uh, in an 11-3A matchup at 7 p.m. Yeah, you know, uh, here, 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 here we go again. It's Lions <laughs> and Leopards, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, these two, they, they are very familiar with each other. They've played a lot whether as district opponents or non-district opponents over the last few years. Lorena, of course, snapped Franklin's 39-game win streak earlier this year in that just absolute thriller of a game at Hedrick Field. Look, Lorena, they're rolling, okay? What they did to Columbus last week was just wild, okay? I I thought Lorena could beat Columbus. If we were picking the game, I would have picked Columbus, but I would have been like, you know, if Lorena won, I wouldn't be surprised. But to go out and win 42-21, to 21, mm-hmm. and granted, it was 42-14 to 14 before we got into garbage time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was very impressive. There, I mean, a lot of people were picking Columbus to win the state championship heading into the playoffs, yeah. and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Cardinals were playing better than everyone. And so, I mean, what an absolutely dominating effort by Lorena. But, uh, you know, yet again, it's Franklin. So, you know, they're kind of playing with that underdog mentality. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, Yeah, so (laughs) it's going to be a good one, I think, on Friday night. Well, Alex, I know you'll be there. And, God, I'm a little surprised you're going since uh, I hate to bring up old wounds, but you were at the game that uh, ended the streak. So I'm a little surprised uh, that you're allowed to show your face around, uh, you know, <laughs> Franklin again. I guess it's not in Franklin, but uh, so I'm kind of curious, Alex. What do you kind of what? I guess now that you've seen, you were at the first one. What are you kind of hoping to see from the Lions uh, this time around? Second time, second crack at Lorena. Yeah, you know, uh, Lorena's been scoring like crazy lately. Uh, if Franklin wants to win this game, their defense has got to tighten up. I mean. Look, when Franklin played them the first time, they were up pretty big at halftime. I want to say it was a 17-point game. But the Lions, they kind of folded on defense in that second half and could not stop Lorena, okay? Uh, Braylon Henry had a huge game, Mm. and he had another huge game last week against Columbus. And so I don't doubt that Franklin can score points. They obviously – they hung almost 50 on Lorena last time. So, like – they can they can score and we know what they're capable of they've kept it rolling through the end of the regular season and through the playoffs on on offense can that defense match a good outing from the offense so you know i'm going out to franklin tomorrow planning on talking with their linebackers getting to hear what they have to say about this game you know lorena similar to consol you know is just really clicking at the right time and you know it's one of those deals you 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 catch a team red hot at the wrong moment and you might be the better team but uh it 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 doesn't work out in your favor here's the deal though is that uh it's hard to beat a team twice Mm -hmm. we know that um coach fannin said as much last week when they were getting ready to play little river academy and it turned out pretty similarly 
I think this one is going to be another one-score game. I'm just curious if Franklin has what it takes on defense to come up with that big stop when they need it instead of, you know, folding when when the game's on the line, kind of like they did last go-around. Well, we do have two left, like I mentioned, but there were six that were going into last week. We'll dive in a little bit to the other matchups that went on. Um, there were bitter losses, um, including the one that I went to out in Oakwood. James, uh, St. Joseph's. Yeah, that sounded like it was a fun game. It, it, yeah. it was, and it didn't seem like a six-man game for a half. It was 16-12 to 12 heading into halftime. Oh, and really? And Baytown Christian was shut out entirely in the second quarter. They were up 16 nothing after one quarter. It didn't look too great uh, for St. Joe's, but Mark Mishler did Mark Mishler things. He ended up with five touchdowns in the night. Just a little bit too short. Um, I think their start kind of got them behind the wheel a little bit. They couldn't stop Brayden Anderson, who ended up going for six touchdowns and almost 300 yards. He was the entire Baytown Christian offense. I don't know if he didn't like play the first time around, but uh, it kind of looked like they didn't know look like it would hit them for a little bit. Um, but a great effort uh, from St. Joe's. It was a game all the way to the end. There never really felt like there was a moment where they were out of it. Um, it was just a little bit too much Braylon Anderson for their liking. Um, but a great year from St. Joseph's. Uh, very passionate fan base. It was it was a little heartbreaking to see them at the end, but uh, it was competitive throughout. I want to also talk about you did not only go to one game, you also went to the Bremont game against <laughs> Fall City. Talk to me a little bit about how that game went down. Yeah, you know, I went over to Cedar Park afterward, uh, Gupton Stadium where Jake's going to be at Friday to watch Consol. But, you know, it... Oh my gosh, that game, Bremont Falls City, pretty heartbreaking loss for uh, Coach Kosowski's team. They they end up losing by one point. You know, Falls City, they really controlled the game in the first half. Uh, we talk about Braylon's. They had a guy, Braylon Johnson, at quarterback. I mean, that dude was dumb wicked fast. I mean, we were sitting up there. I was sitting with uh, Michael Hag from... Uh, he's freelancer for the Waco Tribune, our sister paper, and we were just like, man, that kid is hard to catch. I mean, he looked like Johnny Manziel out there, mm. honestly. And, uh, you know, he made he made the, the Tigers pay with his legs. He had some really long runs. But credit to Bremont, you know, they could have kind of rolled over and just let, let Fall City run away with it. But they didn't. They they dug their heels in and they and they made it a game. And when when the game was on the line, Brebon drove down to tie the game and did. And at first, Coach Kazowski he keeps the offense out on the field and they're gonna go for two and go for the win. You mm. playing to win the game. And then Fall City calls a timeout, second guessed and was like, you know, it sounded like after the game, Fall City coach was like yeah, we were pretty sure what they were going to run on a two-point play, so we called a timeout to tell our defense. And I don't know, Coach Kozowski might have been switched to channels and heard their radio or their headsets or just had them spidey skills, but you know, he he could sense that Falls City knew it was coming and decided to just kick the extra point. And uh, well, it went right wide right. So, well, it it was such a it was such a great game and it was a valiant comeback from Bremon. Just didn't work out in the end, but hey, heck of a season for the Tigers. I mean, got to watch Coben Zan finally. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big guy, yeah. and uh, he can he can run it. So uh, you know, just one of those games. You just got to tip the cap to to the other team uh, for coming out on top. 
I'll admit for a couple of weeks I picked against Lexington and they proved me wrong time and time again. I know Lexington played against Poth. Their season did come to an end. Uh, you have anything to say about Lexington, that, that game? Yeah, I kind of think similar to Alex, you know, tip tip your cap. You know, Pope's sixth ranked. We talked kind of not all year about Lexington, how young they are, but I think early in the playoffs we were kind of like, ah, oh, Lexington's real young. You know, what what's going to happen? Especially last year, you know, they got upset. They went undefeated in the regular season, got upset in by district uh, this year. Proved us kind of all wrong, or at least me wrong, because they went three rounds. Uh, Proved me wrong. Yeah, still a, a young <laughs> yeah. team. Uh, just kind of, you know, kind of just came to an end, like you said, tip of cap, 26-7 to to Pope. Uh, you know, Lexington was able to tie the game at 1.77, but then Pope scored right before half, 13-7 to lead for them, and then it was kind of just Pope the rest of the way. Uh, you know, Lexington's passing game was pretty decent, but, uh, man, they just really couldn't run the ball. I think they finished with uh, minus 18 rushing yards. Mm. Got to admit, uh, I'm not not a coach, but uh, if you rush for minus 18 yards, pretty hard to come away with the win. Uh, but you know, hey, once again, credit to Lexington because I mean they they I mean heck, they made a run I didn't think they'd make this year, and uh, gonna be a young team, gonna get a lot of those guys back. I mean, you think about it, K. Sevens, the quarterback, for example, he's just a sophomore. He's got two more years at Lexington, so I mean, uh, it'll be a lot of fun to see what Lexington can do, not just next year, I think, but just kind of in the future. You two will be on the road this upcoming weekend on Friday. Any food recommendations? Any early ideas for what you're going to stop and grub on before y'all before y'all get to the stadium? Or y'all going to wait at the stadium to get food? Come on, 600 degrees pizza downtown Georgetown. Oh, that's a great. Are you going to greet him? What you going to be there with him? Uh, ooh, no, probably going to be running late if anything. So, <laughs> yeah, not surprised. <laughs> Yeah, no, honestly, Alex should be the one to come up with. Uh, if, any, if anyone needs Cedar Park recommendations, even though I've already been look, there this look, season. Look, all right, consult okay. people. Consult okay. people. Okay, here Okay, go to Pluckers on Lakeline mm-hmm. Road. It's on the way, okay? Great wings, good atmosphere. It's only like 15 minutes from the stadium. You have to drive past it to get there anyway, okay? Go get you a good meal. Pluckers coming to town next year. Uh, I'm a Wings and More loyalist, but... Pluckers gives Wings and More a run for their money, I'll say it. I don't want to get too far off track here, but I know about a month or so ago, the regular season finale, I went to Hutto, and you were just that Hutto. How many hippos did you see? Dude, I saw a lot. I saw a lot. Okay, probably at least 30. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Allegedly, there's over 700 statues of hippos in that town. I I, I clearly did not go through Hutto enough, because I probably saw about 25 or 32. Okay, did you were at the stadium, though, right? Yeah. They, have, a, they have the hippos right outside the they stadium. Do, yeah. Hey, also, huge shout-out to the Hutto uh, ISD folks over there. Mm. They're running a good show over at, at the stadium, and uh, I appreciated it. So thank you. All right. Any other final comments from either one of you about the coming week? Anything else? Hey, before we, on our playoff preview show, I said Kinsal was a dark horse, oh. and I know I picked against the Tigers, <coughs> against Fullshear, but here they are, okay? They're in round four. I'm going with the Tigers this week. See if they can get back to the state semifinals for the first time in almost 20 years. Well, if we get to, if we get to do play that card, I want to play that card here because if you remember, I said it on the KAG's uh, TV show after uh, the, after media day. I said Consol I thought, would uh, have a chance to uh, go, go so far. So uh, if we're taking credit for things, I'd like to... Receipts are getting pulled out left and right here. Well, that's all we got. Thank (laughs) you for tuning in to us, and we will see you next time we record.